0: This week, we recount our journey to Great Sand Dunes National Park, the scorching sands, and the incredible sunsets. We had a fantastic time in the lower middle part of Colorado. Plus, we have some listener questions and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they design products that make it easier to take longer walks, have deeper talks, and never worry about the weather. Discover clothing, outerwear, footwear, and gear made for every type of adventure that the outside built right in. Because on the inside, we're all outsiders. Be an outsider with LL Bean. Welcome to episode 156 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And
1: I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, are crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: We're coming to you this week from Rifle, Colorado. This is Rifle Gap State Park. And uh, and we've had a fantastic time here, camping uh, along the, this little reservoir here, and visiting Rifle Falls, which is nearby.
1: What a cool state park that was! Yeah,
0: yeah, it was uh, really like a gorgeous triple waterfall with all kinds of caves for the kids to sort of play in behind the waterfalls. It was a really neat place.
1: We keep getting these hikes that, while well, this one is not going to go on top, Curacanti. It's definitely, I think, one of the ones our kids will remember because what an experience for them to be able to climb into those caves, to go behind the waterfall, to get kind of up close and personal, which is normally not something you get to do like that.
0: Yeah, I love when you can go behind a waterfall. That's always really neat.
1: That was really, really cool. And it was very short. It was only about a mile loop hike, which, you know, our kids thrill any time we tell them it's a mile or less, <laughs> then I know for sure I'm going to get somebody to do it.
0: <laughs> We're only here for a short couple more days before we head on to Dinosaur National Monument and make our way over to Salt Lake City.
1: We're going back to Salt Lake, (laughs) amazingly enough. Sort of in the suburbs of Salt Lake. Yeah,
0: we enjoyed Salt Lake City when we went last time. I'm looking forward to it again.
1: I'm really looking forward to Dinosaur. It's one of those parks we have been trying to get to since we got on the road. I'm really, really thrilled. We're Black Canyon of the Gunnison. We're going to Dinosaur. And then we're eventually ending in Yellowstone. I think I've started my birthday month off pretty solid (laughs) with the national parks.
0: Dinosaur is one of those places that people always say, ought to be a national park and not a national monument so they say it's a really exciting place that not a lot of people think about but you get to see dinosaur bones like in the dinosaur,
1: dinosaur. you literally just said dinosaur you get to see
0: dinosaur <laughs> dino dna
1: dino dna <laughs> dino. I, i'm sorry There will be so many Jurassic Park references. (laughs) Just get ready for it, okay? Just get ready.
0: So I wanted to kick this show off today with a listener question and a listener tip. Both of these come from the RV Miles Facebook group, which is a great place of very nice people to answer your RV questions. And And to to
1: provide content for this podcast. (laughs) And some fun along the way.
0: (laughs) Uh, Stephanie was listening to an old episode of the podcast and realized that this will be their first holiday season in their RV. I assume they're full-time. Their family is in the Midwest, and bringing the camper to Minnesota in December isn't something they're interested in doing. However, they'd like to come back to see everyone. What's the etiquette for leaving your camper for an extended period of time? Just contacting management, tips, or suggestions. appreciated.
1: I don't, are we really in a position to give management
0: advice
1: <laughs> oh, 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 this week?
0: Anyway. So. <laughs> I just had to, I had to roll that one out right there. <laughs> if, um, it sounds like you may be staying monthly at a park somewhere.
1: Yeah, you know, actually, so I responded to this really briefly in the group. And I had suggested that she looks into long-term storage, a storage unit for the RV rather than going through a campground or having to kind of work that out with a campground she did respond and say she hadn't thought about that and that it was a really good idea but the reason why i thought this would be a good question was because i thought it would be kind of worth a discussion of is that even a possibility at a campground to leave your rv for an extended period of time and what you would need to do in order to make that happen
0: a lot of campgrounds actually have storage on site as well and they store right then and there and uh, that might be an option for you to look into as well but um, we have left our our rigs in certain places every now and then usually for only a night or two and you always ask management um, and sometimes you know they say no. Sometimes they're happy to, you know, even look after your rig for you a, a little bit. And I think it depends a little bit on how comfortable you feel with the place that you're staying at. Do you you feel like your RV will be safe in the spot it's in, or will it be safer in a storage facility somewhere? You know, I that depends on the storage facility as well, I suppose.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of factors, I think, that go into leaving your rig at a campsite for, and when we're talking an extended period, I'm really kind of thinking, a week two weeks a month depending on how where you are and where you're trying to travel back to I can see why you would not want to take your rig to Minnesota having done Midwest travels ourselves in winter it is not the funnest thing to do to be taking that rig with you I personally would feel more comfortable going with a storage unit. Mm -hmm. I just think that having uh, done that a few times ourselves, there's a little added bit of security that I think a campground can't give you when you're just leaving your rig parked in a campsite.
0: Yeah, and there are there are enclosed storage units. There are gated entry. You need a keypad code to get into. Lots of cameras, storage units, all kinds of uh, options for storage units, and they're usually very affordable. I Much mean,
1: cheaper than paying for a monthly yeah, we've at paid, a campground.
0: We've paid forty dollars a month to to store our bus before.
1: And that was in gated security. We had Mm. to have a code to get in there. They had cameras everywhere. It was incredibly safe and it only cost us $40. So if you can avoid paying the campground fee for a space you're not using, A, free that space up for another camper and then B, put that money back in your pocket.
0: All right. uh, We have a tip here, a pro tip
1: Mm. from Mike
0: Uh, Mike was responding to somebody who was talking about (laughs) having everybody pray for them because they're dumping their black tank for For the the first time.
1: time. That is always one of those that you never forget as an RV (laughs) owner. The first time you have to hook up and dump that black tank.
0: Mike had an excellent tip. He says, you know, most people will tell you to dump your black tank first and then your gray tank. And then the gray cleans out the hose, which is absolutely true. But Mike's suggestion is to dump just a few gallons off of your gray tank first to make sure that the connections are all set and everything is safe and nothing's going to blow apart on you before dumping the black. What can happen is like the hose can fall apart. Thankfully, nothing like that has happened to us, but I've seen oh, videos that I didn't want to see. <laughs> and, and it can happen. Your connection can be bad. Your hose can be bad. Those issues can happen. So if you dump a little gray water off, and don't get me wrong, gray water can be kind of gross too, but Uh, it's better than black water.
1: It's better than black water. That's a really good tip. Yeah. That's a fantastic tip. I want to just step back two steps to something you just said about watching videos, and you didn't need to see that. Why were you watching the video in the first place? Because I have to assume the video was like black tank disaster well, and were you like click oh i didn't want to see that you clicked on it
0: i think yes i think that's what happened but okay. as as a professional
1: <laughs> oh stop it is
0: my duty stop. to watch it for you okay there's i, I think so when, my... i think i talked about this a couple weeks ago it it actually made tmz it was a tmz video of a family on vacation the kids are recording their dad with their kindles Dumping the black tank, and his hose came off of the sewer connection on his trailer, or motorhome, I can't remember which, and it just went everywhere.
1: I just don't understand the voyeuristic (laughs) whatever behind being like, I cannot wait to watch this person get doused in their black tank.
0: (laughs) I don't think it's something I want to watch again. Yeah. But I did watch it once.
1: Let's just know it (laughs)
0: happened and leave it at that.
1: I have like a thousand other things I could encourage you to watch besides a TMZ Black Tank video. (laughs) All
0: right. Speaking of things to watch over on YouTube or if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, here on YouTube... We have a new video out, and it is on the latest in RV news. Some of the news that we've talked about on this podcast over the last uh, several weeks and some new things as well. And it's something that I'm going to start trying to do at least once a month is doing an update on RV and camping news uh, over on YouTube. And I thought it turned out pretty well, and it's got some good response. Uh, On that video, we we took the last half of it. Uh, to do a, a, a bit more of a thorough examination of our incident recently getting thrown out of a resort.
1: <laughs> oh, resort. Uh, uh, yeah, look, this has turned into something that we never imagined. Was going to happen. If you it don't
0: know what we're talking never. about, you, we're not going to spend much time nope. on it here. No. Nope. Uh, go over to YouTube. We we went live as it was happening on Facebook, and then we kind of edited that into a video on YouTube, which which went a little uh, a little viral.
1: <laughs> and here's the thing, you and I've been one of them where you roll your eyes when someone says, "Oh, we didn't expect that to happen," and you go, "Okay, right. Well, you put the video out." been there, done that. Boy, I get it now. Uh, it has, it has become a beast in itself and that's fine. We take full responsibility for all of it. The only thing we are asking here and you can hear a more eloquent description or a more eloquent response on the video, the news video for July is that we are really asking, um, We understand the anger and frustration that can come from something like this happening. And the RV community is a beautiful community that really loves its RVers. Uh, But if you have not stayed at this campground, please don't review this campground. Uh, We're asking please that you don't call this campground, that you uh, don't send packages to this campground. As much as we may enjoy
0: it. We're not Uh, asking you to do that. Yeah,
1: look we have a lot of feelings too of things that impulses that we are are suppressing ourselves and we just ask this because we don't want the incident to get lost in a lot of noise that's happening. and there are still people camping at that campground there are still people that are there that uh need to be there.
0: Well, it's already and- happening. An, an article was was written in a, in a local paper uh, just today where they talked about what happened. And most of the article was spent on how there's been a ton of terrible Yelp reviews since, and we've dropped their Yelp review down to one star. With no mention of the fact that the Yelp review was like 1.8 stars before we stayed there.
1: Hashtag sorry, not sorry. So
0: it's not the community that is the problem here, but we want to make sure that the community is not a problem. And we want to make sure our friends at places like Campendium are allowed to retain the integrity of their reviews and not be flooded with people um, leaving reviews as much as we appreciate you supporting us. Absolutely. uh, that, That they didn't earn. So,
1: yeah. You know, and we all use reviews to make good decisions about where we wanna go. So it can get a little muddied when you're just scrolling through reviews of people just kind of reiterating uh, the review that we had left or just voicing their displeasure. And uh, we thank all of you who have come back and, and offered support to us and voiced your displeasure to us and shared your own personal stories about this campground. I can't believe how many there are out there. Um, but we just we wanna do it in a way that is is respectful and a a good representation of of the lifestyle we all love so so very much so so uh, if
0: if you're if if you have no idea what the heck we're talking about if you're listening on the podcast you're just going to have to go over to youtube
1: can you tell that jason and abby have just entered into (sighs) waters that they have never Gone into before, and so we are learning right there with you, and we are are learning this as we go along, and we hope at the end of the day that we are doing the very very best that we can, and uh, the very very best for this community as well, because we all deserve to have uh, our time and our money respected.
0: Now the RV news video is going to give you a whole lot more than that. You're going to learn about a new unlimited plan for Verizon, (laughs) which may or may not work for you. You're going to learn about a whistleblower at Camping World, a former employee that has some serious, serious allegations. You're going to learn a little bit about Walmart overnight parking and why it has reduced drastically over the last 10 years. We've got numbers and everything. So go check that video out over on the YouTube channel.
1: Jason and I had a really long discussion this morning actually about that world whistleblower we had a lot of questions that we were asking ourselves and asking of the situation this morning as we were talking about it maybe that's something in the future we'll flesh out into a little bit longer of a discussion I thought about making it my black tank this week because I do think that what we talked about is really worth having a conversation about but it might be worth it for you and I to to have that conversation a little bit more before we try to do what we just did, which was have that conversation about the video.
0: Should we have more conversations about having a conversation (laughs) on a podcast for people to listen to? Do you think this is entertaining content for people right now? I do.
1: Like I've said, we are the Seinfeld of the RV world. (laughs) a show about nothing. (laughs) It's a show about nothing.
0: (laughs) We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, (laughs) we're gonna talk about Great Sand Dunes National Park in the great state of Colorado.
1: Be right back. The RV Miles podcast is supported by Hughes Autoformers, makers of the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector.
0: Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV. And the Power Watchdog beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part you can replace yourself. It's the last surge protector you need to buy. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoFormers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoFormers.com. Or click the Hughes logo in the show notes for this episode. All right, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. You can watch me. But I do not move at all. Watch me do nothing as I sit by a wall. As I'm being watched, I tend to get hotter. For heaven's sakes, don't put me near water. What am I? A television set. Televator. Televator.
1: (laughs) There was a woman in R.V. Miles' Facebook group who gave a very, very nice reasoning as to why they got a televator
0: abby really railed against the televator last week which is the thing that rises your television out of a cabinet of some sort
1: yeah and i really appreciated it though because it was from a perspective i didn't think about they actually didn't want a television and so they got a rig that had a televator in it instead of having a tv and then it just is always down and then she has this nice ledge in a a window
0: yeah but but if, but you can just get a rig without a TV.
1: But maybe what they were looking at, which is mostly Class As.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Not all of them are going to come like our trailer, where you have to furnish your own television. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's a price point. There's a difference. If you're buying a, if you're getting a rig with a televator, your price point is probably different than the rig I got that had no TV in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I just really appreciated that she so kindly shared that because. I said, I, I just loved it. And that just was another example of why I love our group as much as I do.
0: All right. Let's talk about Great Sand Dunes National Park. This is a great national park.
1: This is a great sand dunes park.
0: <laughs> this is one of those parks that a lot of people do a drive-by. They stop and visit for an afternoon. And or you they can do, do that. That's fine. You can or do they that. do
1: what we saw the people doing where they literally drove to the entrance, got out, Took their picture in front of the sign, got back in, turned around and left. And I was like, it, they don't pay count. that entrance fee. That doesn't count. <laughs> you don't get to mark this park off.
0: Uh, so Great Sand Dunes National Park is as, as opposed to let's compare it to White Sands. I think for people that have been to White Sands a little sure. bit. So that was our uh, our sand park uh, that we had been to before. Um you this might be asking
1: is, yourself what you didn't go to Indiana dunes, you lived in Chicago. you never went? no, no never went
0: uh this we really need to, but haven't
1: <laughs> we still haven't
0: This park, uh the dunes of sand are totally different than the dunes of sand at white Sands in New Mexico. First of all, they're not white as you might have gathered from the name, but they're also great. They are very, very huge. huge. The largest sand dune, I believe, is seven hundred and fifty feet tall.
1: and you can hike. To the top of it. Or you can try. You can try. We (laughs) hiked about 50 of the 750. I am impressed with anyone who makes it up to the top because that sand is unforgiving when you are walking. It is
0: very difficult (laughs) to hike on sand. It's like four times the work.
1: It really is. Yeah. I mean, I went like five feet and I was like, just leave me here. It's okay.
0: (laughs) And you don't, and you have to, to get to the sand dunes, like you park in a parking lot uh, and there's really only one place to sort of park and, and, you know, visit them. You have to enter them in one spot. And then if you want to get to different parts of the dunes, you're going to have to climb over them. But it's probably a... Almost a half mile walk from the parking lot across sand until the bottom of the first dune.
1: Oh, easily. And depending on the time of year, that walk is not just sand. Sometimes There's usually water. a creek mm-hmm. running through there at certain times of the year. So you're tired <laughs> before you even get to the dunes. Then you have to start climbing the dunes if you want to try and sled the dunes. So it's really a very physical workout, which is why they do strongly recommend that you either come in the morning or you come in the afternoon during peak season because the heat.
0: And is a- afternoon does not mean like no, 1 or 2 o'clock. No. Late afternoon, late late afternoon like evening. Let's not even call it afternoon. Yeah. Evening.
1: Do as I say, not as I did. Okay.
0: They when they say that the sand can get to 120 degrees, they are not joking. My feet were literally burnt when we were done uh, hiking in the dunes.
1: Yeah, the first time we went out, it was in the evening, and we had a... Gr- the wind just knocks that sand everywhere. We are two, maybe almost three weeks out, and I am still finding sand in things.
0: <laughs> there is sand in lots of things. Yeah. Uh, it, You know, it was an absolute blast. We had a lot of yes. fun, but there are things that we learned that we would do a bit different. And the first of those things is I would wear socks. This would be the the one place Number I one. would wear socks with sandals.
1: Number one tip. Does not matter what time you go, <laughs> you put those socks on your feet and then you wear those sandals trust us.
0: Yeah, because you need to protect your feet and you need to, and shoes just aren't really going to work. They're going to fill with sand and that's that's not going to be happy for you.
1: Right, and we learned this tip from others at the park. So we did not do this tip. Jason burnt His feet.
0: Like, I couldn't walk for a few hours afterwards. Like, I would have appreciated that stream if it was there. It was not.
1: Right. Y'all, this was us leaving at, like, 11 in the morning, 11.30 noon, trying to make that trek back, that half mile, maybe even mile walk back. Just that time of day, it was already searing hot.
0: Now, the next tip that we would do differently, and we did do differently on our second day back, is... The saucer type sleds do not work here. If yep. you are, if you've been to White Sands and you the the sleds they sell and the sleds people bring to White Sands National Park are saucers, and those for whatever reason don't work very well at all. I mean, like terribly, like oh, not even worth bringing them. Nope. Like you'll move slower than you can walk at, at Great Sand Dunes. And what you want to get are the boards that they rent at the Great Sand Dunes Oasis, which is the campground we stayed at, that is literally right at the entrance, right outside the park, and they are, they're wooden boards, they almost look like snowboards. In fact, they make snowboard versions for you to stand on. The gentleman we uh, we rented the, the boards from said that he is an avid snowboarder, and even... Even the snowboard uh, type of these things scared the heck out of him. So uh, I highly suggest the sled type, but they look like a snowboard. It is a wooden board that is a, sort of a special homemade style just for sledding on the sands at Great Sand Dunes. And they work really well. You must get the wax as well. And, uh, and and you know, we had a good time with them. Uh, they're about $20 per board a day. It, Yeah, I could have taken or leave them. Yeah, Yeah.
1: you only get them till six o'clock, too, at least right now during. uh, And we were there in uh, June, June, July, June, July, July, July. (laughs) The days are just running together, so that could be different in different seasons. But uh, do get there early because they do like at White Sands, they're going to sell out. So if you can get there around 9 a.m., you should have some good luck
0: yeah now there is some other stuff at this park other than the dunes and you can hike the dunes uh if you are if you are in great shape you can hike the way all the way to the top of them you can go back into them Uh, it is a lot of work and it i mean just to get to the top of the first one you see is is probably two hours round trip but there is more to do than to just hike the dunes there is a there's a great off-road drive that you do need a four by four vehicle for there are some trails that go through the the more shaded forested zones of the park and the park sits in like you know it's it's all these dunes that are sort of sitting in this valley of mountains and there's 14,000 foot mountains right there so uh you're kind of in this little uh, i don't know a little alcove of of beautiful colorado mountains
1: it's really majestic yeah. And, you know, they also have, before we talk about our campground, mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about the fact that Great Sand Dunes does have its own campground. We did drive through it to check it out. There is no way you are getting a rig over, like, maybe 28 feet, I 25, would, maybe.
0: I wouldn't even, I mean... Ooh.
1: Not happening. We're not. I, if if there. it
0: was a motorhome that's 25 feet, I would do that. A truck with a 25 foot trailer, I might not do. Right. I mean, this it is, is very, very small size. Really meant for tent camping.
1: Absolutely, and it's meant so much for tent camping that it made me nostalgic for tent camping. It's really set up. Now we did see smaller like r-pods and just little teeny tiny and a lot of truck campers in there. Those would be absolutely ideal, but if you are looking for accommodations near Great Sand Dunes and you are a bigger RV, this is not the campground for you.
0: Now where you could stay is where we stayed at Great Sand Dunes Oasis, which is like I said, right outside the park. So close that you can, from, from the campground, see the sand dunes. And what's cool about this park is it is raised up, um, almost sort of on a ledge uh, near the mountains, and overlooking not only the park and, and the dunes, but the whole wide area of just vast emptiness. It is a no-frills park. Um, There's not a whole lot going on here. Not a
1: whole lot. But you don't Um, need it because of the view.
0: It has an incredible view and the greatest sunsets we have ever seen. We have been to uh, the Gulf Coast. We've been to New Mexico. We have been to uh, Arizona. Arizona. California. We have been to Los Angeles. uh, These were by far the best sunsets we have ever seen in our lives.
1: I didn't need to leave this campground. Because it just so visually was so stimulating. I mean, the first thing I wanted to do when I wake up is go outside so I can see what the sand dunes look like in the early morning. Last thing I wanted to do before I went in for the night was watch the sunset and the way it illuminated those dunes and the mountains. And it just, it was so beautiful. The park, like Jason said, no frills. Okay, there's a few places, maybe they can make a few changes. It's all pull-through sites. There's maybe... 20. Yeah, it's not a lot
0: of sites. They have room for more sites, but not a lot of sites.
1: Very close together. They do have tent accommodations and they have some cabins. Uh, You know, it's full hookups. And I think it was somewhere around $45 a night. Yeah. I do believe we paid uh, a kid tax. They had like a little no frills playground. But I think the one thing (laughs) I wish they could do is take their bathhouse area. And pick it up and just move it away from the campground because it blocks the view yeah. for a few campsites, ours included. So in order to really get that spectacular sand dunes view, you need to be on the end of this campground. So that's our tip. If you are going to yeah. book, try to book Bookends,
0: but you can also you know bring your chairs up to the edge oh, sure, and, and watch sure. this. I mean, the sunset really was was an hour and a half of entertainment every single night.
1: Yeah, but knowing what I know now, yeah. when I go back there, I will I will get an insight. And they the... were
0: also doing a weird thing during coronavirus where they oh, shut yeah. down their bathhouse, um, which is you know a, a lot of campgrounds are doing that. But instead, they put porta potties in front of it, um, so in order so their staff wouldn't have to clean the the bathhouse, but then you just have dirty porta potties. So I I didn't quite get that other than the fact that they were trying to block access to showers so they didn't have to clean showers.
1: Yeah, and be aware of that too. If you look at their cabins or your tent camping there, because those are the bathroom facilities for you. Yeah. Boy, I couldn't have been happier to have an RV.
0: Right. Right, right. But you know, what I'm sure their bathrooms are perfectly nice once uh once all this craziness with the coronavirus ends. But fantastic place to camp more than we would normally pay for a place that was no frills like that, but the location right out, I'm not kidding, right outside the park, if if you wanted to bike in, you could easily do that. You wouldn't really walk in because the park road is a, a bit long to get to the dunes, but uh, it, it, it was fantastic. Now our whole time at Great Sand Dunes was not at this campground. We also spent three days boondocking a little bit further down the road away from the park at a place called Sacred White Shell Mountain, which is a Bureau of Land Management land, and it is in the shadow of this giant mountain. And it was a fantastic place to boondock for access to the park. Probably a 10 minute drive into the park from where we were.
1: Yeah, our first boondocking experience in the trailer, true boondocking, not dry camping, but boondocking. And, you know, we did it in July when the average every day was like 90, 91. So afternoons were a little toasty, but the mornings and the evenings were spectacular. We grabbed the first large space as you come into this boondocking area, and we were able to get our rig in there easily. You can keep going up. What's incredible about this, and we didn't have the capacity to do it, but somebody with a smaller or truck camper, there were people up into the mountain. Yeah. At night, we would catch just the flicker of a light. And it was so magical because I thought, wow, how cool! That they drove all the way up there in their tent camping or however they got up there. The road was
0: real rough after a certain point. Like where we boondocked, it was fine. But at some point, it changes from dirt road into rock road. Yeah, the washboard ends.
1: And it's like just climbing over a road mountain. Yeah, so
0: you certainly wouldn't want to take an RV past that point. But we were happy. Now, this is a busy boondocking location. And so, if you're one of those people that are like, when they go boondocking, they're like, why are people always parking next to me? You're not. Not (laughs) for you. This place is not for you. There's going to be a decent amount of people. You might meet some cool neighbors um, and you might hear some generators.
1: Yeah. If those things do not float your boat, this is not your spot. Uh, I will say to you a tip about that. Uh, We didn't know that this was going to be a busy location. And thankfully, we arrived and got there early enough that we were able to secure the spot that we wanted and needed for the two rigs that we had with us. And kind of get settled in there. Because after, it seems like around, always seems like around 5 o'clock, no matter where we're boondocking, the 5 o'clock hour, everybody starts rolling in. Then they try to start squeezing out space where there just isn't space to be found.
0: And some people try to pop in at like, you know, after dark at like 10, 1030 oh, yeah. when everybody's like going to bed and stuff like that. And this this is just one of those places. And we always think that it's it's great when you're going to boondock somewhere. To have a campground nearby that you stay at, and then the next morning you go to your boondocking spot and you get it all staked out for yourself, and uh, and that's also a good way, you know, if you have campgrounds nearby to to go dump your tanks, fill them. Um, use the showers and, and use the trash and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, and let's mention that. So when we did end our boondocking, we were able to go into town and pay eight dollars to dump our tanks at a, a campground there. So there are options, yeah. and it was only about a seven or eight mile drive. I,
0: I was really unhappy with, with that <laughs> that dump situation, however.
1: Yeah, that was. It's very strange because they had it uh, butted up against someone else's RV that was staying there. So uh, yeah. there's like a a line of rvs getting ready on a sunday afternoon to want to dump their tanks and you look out your window and you're like well
0: yeah it was actually not a dump station like there's no hose or no, anything it was just there's just an, it's it's like there's a campsite that's got it's it's sewer connection and then another sewer connection right next to that sewer connection and all day long it's got people pulling up next to it dumping their tanks i can't imagine being that person
1: no, uh, I and I was either. uncomfortable
0: enough being the person dumping.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, perhaps you'll find something else, uh, but that is an option and because you, you have to have an option.
0: And it's totally so, unsanitary for a dump station to not have a hose connection. So Yeah, well, uh, that's probably why they
1: yeah. only charged $8. Yeah,
0: there you go. Anyway, that's always an option. But this area is very, very remote. Um, we got to see a whole lot of nothing uh, in the sky, lots of beautiful skies. Was able to take pictures of the Milky Way. Oh, it was amazing. It was really gorgeous. Uh, but then you still do have access to a town. You could drive into the town of Alamosa that would take maybe –
1: what, 15 tw- minutes, minutes to 15 go minutes? get my Walmart order yeah. while we were boondocking. Yeah, I that, can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very, very dusty that time of year, too. So if also if wind and dust and heat is not your thing, maybe look at this later in the year when it's a little bit
0: cooler. Yeah, we didn't experience like at, at the campground, we didn't experience like sand blowing from the sand dunes no, or anything. But, uh, but at the boondocking, there was lots of. Fine, fine dirt.
1: Yes. Lots and lots of dirt. Yeah. Still cleaning it off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was our visit to Great Sand Dunes National Park. I really enjoyed it there, and I'm looking forward to going back sometime.
1: I liked it, too. All
0: right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have our fresh tank, black tank, and the new brain teaser.
1: Be right back. RV Miles is supported by the Highway Weather app.
0: When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention that all of that's included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. All right, it's time to check the levels of our tanks in our fresh tank black tank segment where we talk about the good, the bad, the stinky happening in the world right now. Abby, what is your black tank for this week?
1: So we have a joint black tank. This week, and our black tank is also going to be my fresh tank. So this—it's confusing. But wait till you hear what it is.
0: Is it perhaps a gray tank?
1: <laughs> I, I guess we could call it a gray tank. That's fine. Okay. Let's just call it a, a couple <laughs> gallons of a gray tank followed by the black. <laughs> um, <laughs> so our campground right now here in Rifle, Colorado, has zero. Zero cell reception. We are getting no Verizon. We are getting no AT and T.
0: Now our friends are getting Sprint.
1: Wow, are they getting Sprint?
0: Getting great Sprint when so we, we have Verizon and AT and T and nothing, and they're getting nothing. great Sprint.
1: So this is getting our gray tank because it has just made this week a little bit more complicated than in past. Camping experiences where we've dealt with this Because this is not the first time we've dealt with this But we have a whole different business now (laughs) And so it has been a really, really tough week Because we keep having to like go over to the dam or drive down to the city to access or or go stand by our friend's rig and try to get on their sprint for a little bit so it's
0: not to mention we have a video out on youtube that's getting about three comments a minute
1: right so there's a a lot of stress because (laughs) we can't even make a phone call i think that's the biggest thing for me i can't make a phone call i can't get directions if i need to go into town i can't do anything i'm fine i don't need to be on the facebook's i don't need to be on the instagrams that's all fine it's just the complete and total lack of being able to do anything on the interwebs or in the cellular data world that's really got my gray tank this week
0: all right what's your fresh tank for this week
1: Being at a campground with no cell service.
0: (laughs) And why is that?
1: Because I am reading a book and I have no choice but to get things done. I am not being called to answer an email or a text. I can't check all the things. I can just focus and be present because I don't have a choice.
0: I took a nap today. You did. Yeah, you were gone like for like two hours. I, took I a was. Nap.
1: I we were not talking for two hours. I was gone for like maybe forty-five minutes.
0: Okay, well, I took a forty-five-minute <laughs> nap.
1: Well, good for you. You should. I mean, that's the thing. What's nice too is that the kids are doing things that they can't do on their devices. Absolutely. Like um, hanging out together. Yeah. And uh, rekindling their love for Doctor Who. So you know what? Just that alone gets my fresh tank. Having no cell service, having no connection to the outside world, it's great. Let's try it sometime when we don't have a video stressing us out. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jason, what is, oh, we already did, I basically already did it for you. I yeah. don't even need to ask you what your black tank is no. because I just told everybody what it was and then I gave the reason why because I know you're going to agree with me 100%, right?
0: It was a joint black tank.
1: It was, mm-hmm. but you didn't really offer anything up. <laughs> I just Yes, I, I did. I just talked on our behalf. <laughs> okay. What is what is your fresh tank this week?
0: My fresh tank is the Great American Outdoors Act, which has which passed a, 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 maybe a week and a half ago, but has now been finally si- signed by the president in a extremely rare incident of bipartisan cooperation. You can it. That's something do it. that almost every Congressperson voted yes on. The well, Great American on. Outdoors Act is going to bring uh, five. Five and a half, six billion dollars into the National Park Service and other public lands. And that is uh, that is a very good thing. Even though it doesn't solve the problem that the fact that the National Park Service is underfunded and their their maintenance backlog will continue to grow, uh, but this will take a decent chunk out of it. And that's a great thing.
1: I wonder if Theodore Roosevelt's gonna get that road fixed now.
0: That would be a great thing. That would be awesome. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt National Park has a loop road that has not been a loop for a while and you it 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 turns what would be a 20 mile loop into a 40 mile out and back yeah (laughs) not
1: my not my not my preferred way of driving theodore roosevelt national park
0: all right let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser this one you're gonna love this one because this one is superhero themed
1: as opposed to every other week
0: you're going to love this one (laughs) as a matter of fact it's x-men themed
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: Which, which is the odd one out? Storm, Beast, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Angel, Iceman, and Rogue.
1: Uh, I think Cyclops. I'm thinking because he seems to be the only one that has has to wear the eye thing, has to wear the goggles, the glasses. Well, they all but, have
0: like when well, they're like they Storm have. is the only one can control the weather. That's But I'm idea. saying,
1: but I'm saying that all the other ones don't have to wear something over their eyes. <laughs> all right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I think when he takes that off, Mm. he can't control his power. I
0: think Nightcrawler wears something over his eyes. Does he? he? I think wears goggle thingies.
1: Oh, he does. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sticking with Cyclops, though.
0: Well, anyway, we're going to have the answer to that next week on RV Miles.
1: Yes, we will. And hey, if you want to connect with us, find us across social media. We might not be around much this week, though, because we got no service. But we are at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also email us over at editor at rvmiles.com. We are happy to chat with you in the RV Miles Facebook group as well. And if you have a question about the RV lifestyle, boy, that's the place to answer it. There are people in there way smarter than Jason and I and they love to help new RVers and just RVers in general out so come on over and join us
0: way smarter oh. way yeah, yeah i guess i yeah. guess they come are on. i guess Wait. they are
1: let's be let's be honest here <laughs> okay let's be real Also to all of you who have gone over to the RV miles podcast on Apple podcast and left a five-star review. Thank you so very much. If you haven't had a chance to do that, we would really appreciate if you would just take 30 seconds and head on over there because every review gets us in front of one more person. So tell your friend, tell your neighbor, tell your friend of me that they should be listening to the RV miles podcast. And until next week, be well, wear a mask, and keep logging those RV miles.
0: Bye.